I don't know why I thought it was six years since uh, marijuana was legalized in Canada. It says four right here on the piece of paper in front of me on my computer screen. That's what I call a piece of paper. Uh, you know what? I probably shouldn't have stopped by the art gallery uh, on the way into the studios today. It seems to have thrown me off. Uh, four years since the legalization of uh, recreational marijuana in Canada. As we said, uh, has it played out the way you thought it would? Uh, did it, uh, is, is it a, a boom business? Is it uh, super competitive? Have you decided to try, uh, try marijuana you'd never have before? Uh, has it changed the way you use the product? Uh, as we said, share your thoughts at 877-399-9898. Uh, joining us on the line, uh, Connor McCannabis, uh, former owner of Shays Roots Cannabis Clinic and a medical cannabis advocate. Uh, Connor, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. So thanks let for me, having me. No, my pleasure. So let me ask you, go back four years, and uh, when everything uh, kind of changed, the landscape changed, uh, did it play out? Has it played out so far the way you thought it would? Are you surprised by anything? Um, you know, I think it's uh, it's gone mostly how uh, how I would have thought that it would. Um, it's it was something that I think you could uh, see coming that things wouldn't exactly be perfect, but still, I think they've gone fairly smoothly, and uh, you know the all the the major fears that people had that the sky was falling with legalization never really materialized. So, um, yeah, I'd say it's more more or less how we'd expect it. I'll be honest with you, just in the retail side of it, I'm, I'm surprised at the amount of, uh, now I spend my time in Vancouver, but, uh, you know, I've been to Toronto and I've stopped at other places across Canada over the last couple of years. And, uh, yeah, there's a, the dispensaries are, there's no shortage of them, uh, the retail outlets. Uh, I, I, I was kind of surprised by the amount. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I think that could kind of be, uh, foreseen as well. Uh, I think that a lot of people probably just wanted to get in on it and probably thought that it would be, um, you know, a, a huge moneymaker. Um, I don't know if that's really uh, come to fruition as as uh, they would have thought, but uh, it seems like the government probably is the one making the most money off of it. And, and so why is that? Because, you know, there are so many stores. So, look, I'll, I'll go with what, regardless of what you're selling. If there's, you know, the good stores will survive and, and the bad ones will not, just like it is in anything else, I would think. Yeah, you, you'd think so. Um, so is there no money in the retail? Is there not really good margins in, uh, in retail sales? Or is it all about growing? Is that where the money is? No, even, even growing is, uh, is pretty tough because there, I think there are just a lot of, uh, it's basically over-regulated, it's overtaxed, um, and I think multiple layers of government kind of all also wanted to, or kind of saw it as the cash cow and wanted to uh, make money off of it in some way. So I think the uh, the taxes and everything kind of eats up the the profit margins, and uh, the overregulation just makes it that much harder in order to uh, make a profit. Not to say that you can't make a profit, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's quite the the cash cow that people thought it would be. Uh, 
No, and, and it's interesting too, you know, depending on what part of the country you're in, what province, everyone had different rules about uh, how to get a license, how to open a store. I think Ontario had a lottery, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, so almost anyone would just want to get a license just to sell it to someone who really wanted to do the business because they were almost, you know, the licenses were worth all the money. Right, yeah. And things kind of changed uh Along the way, I mean, in in Ontario, for example, they they were going to be just uh, run by the LCBO, uh, like the liquor stores are, um, and then they changed it along the way to allow for uh, privatization of it. So, um, yeah, it it was kind of a mixed bag across the across the country, um, across different provinces, and even cities uh, with the different regulations that. Uh, that were in place. So, Connor McCannabis is our guest, a former owner of Shays Roots Cannabis Clinic and a medical cannabis uh, advocate. And I, I kind of want to get into the the medical aspect, just the CBD. I, I can talk to people across the demographics, whether it's uh, someone much older than me or someone younger than me, uh, and talking about the benefits of uh, CBD, whether it's for anxiety or whether it's from inflammation. Uh, it seems like it, that has to be the biggest untapped resource in this whole thing. Uh, with CBD specifically? Yeah, and, and just the different uses and the different ways it can be used. Yeah, um, and for for all different uh, purposes, really, too. Um, and I think there's a lot more research that uh, needs to go into that and to... Um, really have more of a scientific backing to it but at least uh, anecdotally there's um, there's a ton of anecdotal evidence for a whole um, number of different ailments and really that's because um, mammals have a endocannabinoid system so we're we basically have that throughout our our body so you and that's kind of why it can affect all these different ailments because it is uh, all throughout. So it can, it's kind of affecting these uh, transmitters uh, for all these different things, right? Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think so much more research, how much more will we learn? To me, that that could end up being the biggest benefit of the entire of the entire legalization and just people sp- paying more attention to it. And again, everyone trying to come up with a product or whatever it may be. But as they do that, they discover so many more things. Absolutely, yeah. And, and the other thing is, I mean, CBD um, and even THC, I mean, they both have... Uh, medical uses um but there's a whole a whole load of uh different uh, cannabinoids within cannabis um that we know very little about there's there's a couple more that are um that are getting a little more well known but uh yeah along you know in into the future as we find out more and more i'm sure we will uh we'll find um uses for these other cannabinoids too that we really have no idea about because for throughout prohibition most of uh pretty much all of the research that's been done on cannabis has been done to to search for uh for what's wrong with cannabis to find something to kind of justify keeping it illegal uh so that side of things have has had a ton of research done, 
And for the most part, they didn't really find what they were looking for. Um, but then on the, on the side for, uh, for the medical use or basically the, the pros uh, versus the cons uh, hasn't uh, been researched to the same degree. Uh, we continue our conversation with Connor McCannabis, uh, former owner of Shays Roots Cannabis Clinic and medical cannabis advocate, uh, four years after Canada legalized uh, recreational uh, marijuana. Uh, Connor, there was always talk that, you know, the medical system really wasn't uh, warming up to the idea of whether it's prescribing uh, THC or, or, or CBD. Uh, has that changed at all over the four years? Are, are more doctors and part of our medical community open to it you know i don't really think so i think uh it's been something that um, it almost seems like because of the legalization that they've kind of wanted to just kind of uh wash their hands of it and kind of step away and leave it to uh just the retail side which really doesn't make sense because retail uh retailers are actually prohibited from talking about the medical effects to uh the customers so it's it's really a, a it's a tough thing for uh, for the medical system when it comes to cannabis. What what has to happen there in, in that sense? Because I know that uh, I, I am sure in, in most stores, someone's going in and again, it's their first time. They're, they've heard that it, it, you know whether it's CBD or THC is helpful for whatever uh, symptoms they have, whatever whatever ails them, and they want to go in. And if it's your first time in a store like that, a dispensary, you're probably going to ask a question like it's a barista at a coffee shop or something. You're going to go, oh, uh, you know, what would help me with this, or what would this work? Um, you're kind of putting the folks in the store in a bad spot too, I would think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, I mean, like I said, like it's illegal for them right. to talk about it. And so they definitely don't want to, uh, lose their license and not be, not be able to be in business anymore. Um, and then also, I mean, you can also understand why they're not allowed to talk about it because they aren't medical. Right. Experts, right. So they really shouldn't be. So I, I think the solution really is that more doctors just need to be uh, taught about this because it's something that even though we've had the medical system uh, in Canada for over 20 years now, it's been uh, legalized, um, doctors still aren't taught it in, uh, in medical school. They'll uh, have probably a, a brief a brief amount of uh, of talk about again like the uh the cons but not the pros so um i think that's really what needs to change is doctors need to know a whole lot more about it so that they are also comfortable in uh in prescribing it and knowing um how to do that and and the different effects and the cannabinoids and terpenes and um how that plays a role in uh in the difference, uh, uh, depending on the on the person and the ailment. So let me ask you then. So when people are going in, and you know, we were just talking to someone earlier about self experimentation, uh, just dealing with, uh, with with other things, with with, with drugs that are, are are in development, and just different combinations of things. Uh, most people, then, I would imagine, then, because of the stores uh, and you said the retailers aren't allowed to talk about it. Most people who are going in and then trying something for whatever, as we say, for whatever ails them, 
it, it's really just self-experimentation, which is really the way it's always been anyway, I guess. Yes and no. I mean, we we do know so much more now about it. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be just uh, experimentation. Right. And also that leads to people um, kind of giving up or or finding that it doesn't work for them when really they just, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know that there's a difference between, you know, different uh, strains or cultivars of, uh, of cannabis and how that can affect it. So some people will just, uh, just give up or they, you know, they say something like, uh, like I've tried cannabis before and, you know, it, it just made me nervous or something. And they don't realize that, it can actually have the complete opposite effect, right? Like you were saying with CBD and anxiety. So, um, yeah, there's just, it's really not the ideal situation to be just experimenting with something, especially when there is knowledge out there. Well, no, but as we say, if you're if your doctor, and, and again, uh, I'm trying to think that you know things have changed in in four years, but they haven't changed that much. If, if uh, I'm thinking of folks, I, I'm in my fifties, so older than me, that would be you know it was illegal their whole lives. They were told it was a you know a gateway drug their whole lives. Uh, you know they were misinformed for for decades and decades, and now it's legal, and now they're hearing about it on the peripheral about you know health benefits and, and, and different things, and they're thinking, oh, that could help me. But if their doctor's not talking about it and they're just going into the store, and again, the store's not really, the retailers aren't supposed to talk about it, it's tough for people. So what, what can someone do then? Where, where are they looking? Where should they be looking for their information to go, okay, let me see if this is for me. As you said, you can go in, there's 30 different million pain relievers on the, on the counter or on the shelves at the drugstore. It would be the same uh, as, as far as cannabis, I would think. Yeah, because there's just, I mean, that's that's something that people may still not even know, that, you know, cannabis is kind of treated as if it's uh, like a singular thing, right? Mm-hmm. When really there's just like a, a never-ending list of, uh, of different cultivars or, uh, or strains of cannabis and, uh, and all the different effects and the different levels of cannabinoids and terpenes that will, uh, will have have an effect or a different effect from one another. Well, no. So as I say, so then, then what, what should folks be doing? Like as someone who has never tried, but they're going, you know what? Uh, I'd like to see, I'd rather not get a prescription for something. I'd rather try something natural. Where are they going for information? Right. Well, I mean, these, depending on, on where they are, um, they may be able to still find a doctor that does uh, prescribe. Um, there are cannabis clinics out there, um, so that it, that is one route that they can go, or just uh, looking into it more, looking into the different medical studies um, and kind of the literature that is out there. Um, I would think that, like as you say, probably going to a looking for a cannabis medical clinic as opposed to a uh, a dispensary is probably the way to go. Yeah, for sure. And if, if you have someone who has um, a higher level of expertise to kind of guide you along the way, um, I think that's, that's a huge benefit. Uh, Connor, thanks so much for your time tonight. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. Enjoy, uh, as they say, happy 420. Yeah, happy 420.